get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slimin' Brothers, your local appliance expert. Online at slimanbros.com. And I'm Brandon Kylie Alex Ferrario out today. He will be back in tomorrow and the blues are back in action tomorrow night against the devils. Alex will have your pregame coverage beginning at six. Joey Vitale and Chris Kerber will be on the call starting at seven. Chris Kerber joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, the voice of the blues. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Kerber curbs. How you doing today, man? Brandon, doing well. How are you guys? Uh, doing really well. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to see the Blues back in action. It feels like it's been forever since we've seen this team on the ice. And I did want to ask you probably to start things off about the line constructions that we've seen at practice the last couple of days. They did shake things up a little bit. Nothing too wild. What was your initial impression of the new lines that we're going to see tomorrow night? Uh, I, I think they make sense. I think they go in line with what uh, we saw towards uh, the last couple of games before the break started, you know, and, and this is where I think the blues are with half a season to go and, and coming in now, almost as if, if you use like these last 10 days as like a new training camp and a new start to the season coming in really healthy for the first time uh, in, in a long while in terms of everybody ready to go. So that gives Craig Berube, Doug Armstrong, plenty of different options to look at. And, and move forward without distraction. And uh, if it stays this way, I think it could be a fantastic second half. Curbs, what did you make of the the lack of a contract extension for Craig Berube? I, I think we all kind of just assumed that one would get done. It, it's not an alarm button situation for me, but I am a little surprised that there wasn't a contract extension that was announced during this break. What did you make of that? Well, I, well first off, I, I don't know that there were any signs that there was going to be. I mean, it, it, sure. I mean, yeah, there's nothing else going on. So you think what other business could get done? And, and clearly there were some signings with Robert Bortuzzo today, Alexei Toropchenko, the Logan Brown signing. But, but I don't know that anything pointed that anything had to be done for, because you're not up against any deadline. That said, I'll, I'll, I'll t- what I really felt all along when it comes to the Craig Berube side of it is I, I think there's probably been discussions all along along these kind of times. Uh, I, I think Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube have, have developed not only a good uh, working relationship, but I, I think it's definitely a friendship that's grown, too. They really didn't know much about each other uh, prior to working together and prior to Doug hiring Craig. you know. And, and so I think this has been a process. And, and I do believe 
that sooner or later you're probably going to see something, you know, that does get done. Now, uh, could it be in, in the immediate, like real soon? Sure, I think that's a possibility, you know, but I, it also doesn't worry me if you don't see it for a little while yet either, just because I, I they're both real direct level-headed people. And if you think about it, nothing else makes sense other than him resigning here. So I, to me, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, the only reason why I felt like it could get done is because of what you mentioned with Logan Brown and Robert Bortuzzo and then today with Toropchenko, the deals that got done, and then he's just he's on an expiring deal. So I figured if it was going to get done in season, this would be the time to do it. And at least for me, Curbs, and you can tell me if you disagree with this, but I don't know that there's a whole lot more that I need to see him prove. He's shown that he can get it done in the playoffs as a coach. We've seen him develop internally some of the young talent. We've seen him deal even this season with a difficult goalie situation where some other coaches might not have been able to handle this as well as he has, both publicly and privately. He's assembled a really high-level assistant coaching staff as well. Like All of the questions that I would have about a a head coach in the NHL – I feel really good about all of those things with Craig Berube. So I, I didn't really have anything left for me that I needed to have answered the rest of the season. So that's why I just kind of assumed that it would get done now. Well, and if you look at, you know, take, take and I don't disagree with, with anything you said there. I, I think, you know, take a look at what else is going on. I, I'd be, so I'd be really shocked to be honest with you, that if, if they have had conversation, we're able to advance some contract talks with other players. I'd be shocked if they didn't do some of that with Craig Berube during this break. And that's why I said, look, is something imminent? I don't know, but uh, w- whether it is or is not, um, you know, to me, it's it's a formality for, for every reason you just said. Look, this is think about this. This is the first, and, and, and if we can call this a normal season, okay. <laughs> I mean, and that's I guess if we could call this a normal season, it's the first normal season that he's had as a head coach as the St. Louis Blue. You know, when you look at it and look at where they were, and sure, some teams caught up to them, and you've got two teams in your division playing 700 hockey and just going off, you know, but I think the Blues are in a terrific spot. And and, and, and as you and I have talked, and, and, and Alex and Tanner have talked over, over the course of this year, I think this has the chance to be another really special year. And look, we have the knowledge of 2019 of what it took. We have the knowledge of, of what it took to get, either get the lucky breaks in the playoffs or how deep you had to be. And this team is built with that knowledge, with some of that experience, and then with some of the young guys coming up. I, I, I don't know how this is all going to turn out, but I think that we could see just another terrific half season of hockey here and a potential great playoff run. And Craig Berube, I, I think, is a huge part of that. And, and the, lastly, on, on this line here, here, Brandon, to me, it's, it's okay, who would you go, if, if it wasn't him, who would you go out and get? Who would you go out and get that you're really comfortable with that, that, you know, that you think could take this team, you know, to a championship. You've got a couple of, uh, you know, Stanley Cup winning coaches that are out there. All right. Joel Quenville being one of them, but he can't be reinstated from the, for the National Hockey League for a, a while yet. You've got, uh, you've got Mike Babcock. Well, you know what was following him around when he was in Toronto. And, and then if you go one step further, you know, you, you've got John Tortorella. Well, you know what kind of coach John Tortorella is. You, this team has terrific chemistry. I don't know why you'd mess with it by, by looking at another coach. So to me, that's why I, I just put kind of like, like we did with the Tarasenko stuff at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year, right? You just put everything on the table and you go, well, sometimes what makes sense is really the smartest route. Yeah, I, I think for, for our text line, and I'm sure that there will be some that, that – 
kind of throw it out there. But the guy that they would probably say is a potential internal option would be Jim Montgomery. I, I don't believe that to be the case. I think Craig Berube is the answer for the Blues, but I think that's probably what um, the, the, the text line and some of the Blues fans would say is a potential option there. Well, okay. And and so, you know, look, here's a guy that's won a national championship, obviously, and, and is a terrific coach. Um, you know, but is it better than what you have right now with no. a, with a head coach that's already been through? It? And so, and that's not knocking Jimmy Montgomery in any way, shape, or form, right? I mean, there, there's look, his Dallas Stars team was a goal line away from eliminating the Blues in Game Seven, and who knows what the Dallas Stars could have done at that point in time. So, you know, to me, uh, to me, it just really comes down to the the when you build the team that Doug Armstrong has built and you have the core that he's built and you look at the chemistry, you look at the character. I think the chemistry and the character of this team is a huge reason why Robert Bortuzzo was chosen or was, was signed to an extension. And in who is the leadership of that chemistry of that character of the team? It's Craig Berube. And I just don't see any other options that sit there and say, boy, that really makes sense. So to me, that's why I stick with it being a formality and, you know, and whether it's sooner, whether it's later, I just, it's something that I haven't really overly worried about because it just makes two cents and too much. Sense. And plus these two guys, these, these two guys in terms of Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, they're very matter of fact guys. And when it comes to decision-making, both of them can be extraordinarily unemotional about the decision process of it. And you, you, you just put all that together and you're like, okay, you know, they'll come out with it maybe when we didn't expect it or something like that. But for some reason, this is not a it, it's not even an area where I've had even a, a modicum of concern, to be honest with you. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, last thing that I wanted to get to with you. Uh, we talked earlier today about the blues top pairing defensively. And, you know, this has been the topic of conversation for weeks, if not months now. But there was a quote from Doug Armstrong in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch the other day that I found to be really enlightening with how they view Colton Pareko's role. Army told the Post-Dispatch, quote, he's been given the role of Jay Bowmeister a lot of nights when Bo was here. I heard a lot of this same white noise about Bo that I hear now with Colton, except the other team doesn't want to play against Colton. I know how highly he's thought of around the NHL. He's a dominant skater. He's got a wide wingspan. He kills plays. So his numbers, sure, they're down, but we truly respect what he does, and he gives us an opportunity to win games. Some of the things that we really respect and notice are not the things that are tangible on a stat sheet, end quote. Again, that came from Doug Armstrong to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I've kind of viewed this, Curbs, as the Blues need to find their Jay Bomeister for Pareko to be able to reassemble that pairing. I'm starting to wonder if maybe the the, the Blues view Pareko as the Bowmeister, and now they've got to find the next Pareko to fill the role that he was in five years ago when he was paired with Jay Bowmeister. How, how do you view that pairing defensively and what they are lacking there potentially? I think you're starting to wonder if Nico Mikula can fill the role of Joel Edmondson. Okay, so I'll take the one step further. Colton Pareko and... and He's not look. They're they're, they're going to look at it and say, okay, maybe the offensive numbers aren't where we thought they could be or should be with Colton Pareko. But look at how things have changed as as the, the this roster has been built. You went out and you got Justin Falk, who can quarterback a power play. You went out and you got Tory Krug. The offensive opportunities, the power play time that you need to be able to really put some numbers up as a defenseman in the National Hockey League are not there for Colton Pareko. And I think it would have told us a whole heck of a lot about exactly what Doug Armstrong thinks of him had NHL players gone to the Olympics and you potentially seen Colton Pareko as one of their 
seven or eight defensemen that they end up taking over, that they would have taken over there with them. I, l- listen, Colton, and by the way, when we compared Colton Pareko to Jay Bomeister, you know, when you're looking at what Jay Bomeister did those last few years with the St. Louis Blues, you're talking about a guy that was in year number 15, 16, 17, 18 of his NHL career. Colton Pareko is not even at year number 10. You know, so even Alex Petrangelo, when, when Alex Petrangelo left, that was after year 10. Colton Pareko isn't there yet. There's still growth that, that comes at that position, and we've seen it happen for years. I like exactly where Colton Pareko is. I like the confidence that they have him. I like the fact that they trust uh, Colton Pareko to bring along Nico Mikola. Man, I was standing out at practice yesterday, and at the end of the ice, and, and you're watching these two defensemen come in, and you're going, my God, is that a massive amount of defensemen, you know, defending at that point in time. And so to me, the real decision is not so much where is Colton Pareko's game. To me, the decision is, is can you find depth to increase the level of Nico Mikola, where he could be used in another role, or you just add overall depth in case injuries come, come about. Colton Pareko, had, I think, has had a, a really solid year in what he's asked. And because he's got that shot and all that stuff, uh, Brandon, we're gonna, people are always going to wonder about the offense. But until he's in a position to be playing some of those more offensive-type roles, you will see Tory Krug and Justin Falk get a lot more offensive zone face-offs than you will see Colton Pareko. And that's because he's being used primarily as that shutdown guy against the other team's top players. And considering where the Blues are at, I think from some of their defensive numbers, he's doing a pretty good job at it. He's Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues. You'll hear him tomorrow night. Blues versus Devils pregame with Alex at 6. Puck drop with Joey and Kerbs at 7 o'clock. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself tomorrow night. We'll talk with you again next week. All right, BK. Tanner, have a great, have a great week, guys.